Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hello and welcome to more stories from Adventist Frontier Missions. I'm Joanne from South Africa. Our story today is entitled, The Keepers of the Kui Language. Today we venture to Cambodia among the Kui people, and of course our missionaries Robert Campbell and his wife Jephthah, who are on their way to a church for a meeting. I got a text on my phone. It was one of the few texts that I felt like I could actually figure out and read. I had just finished two and a half months of study in the Khmer language to teach me how to read and write. And I was starting to feel confident with my phone so that I could actually read the messages that our church planner was sending to me. She had asked us to come over to the church as soon as we could. And so Jephthah and I headed over. We had a discussion with her. So we arrived at the church. Maria was there with one of the pastors from nearby province. And he's like, okay, let's go out and do some visiting. And we're like, oh, okay. We hadn't planned on that for that evening. We had um, some meetings we needed to attend, and we had a lot of work to do to get ready. But this was the opportunity, and so we moved forward. The pastor made a phone call to talk to the person who he wanted us to meet with. Oh, he was busy. Oh, that's okay. We're going to go visit this person first. So we all piled into our car and um, made our way to the house of one of the church members. We just visited on their farm, spent some time with them, and it was just really neat connecting with them. Once we were done, um, he took us to one of the village officers, the village chief in the community, and... We had only just gotten over some bad stomach bugs. We were all still very sick, and we weren't really sure that we wanted to go out and, and travel over the different districts of the province to be able to meet with the church members. But the regional pastor had come in, from a neighboring province and we didn't get to see him very often so we figured this was a great opportunity to connect with these people and we probably wouldn't get the opportunity again for several months. So we decided to just do what we can and go on out there anyways and connect with these people and and see what we can find out and and find out more about the lives that they live and the needs that they had. So she said, okay, we're going to start a trip tomorrow morning. Can you be here at eight o'clock? So we decided, sure, we'll, we'll make it work. And we figured out that we would have to take two vehicles and squish everyone together because there were a few church members who were also going to come with us as we made this 40-kilometer trip to the village. When we were visiting with a farmer, he told us about the land that he had owned in the uh, adjacent district and that it was a short distance from there. So I felt pretty confident that we could all pile into our small three-wheeled vehicle and make it together in our car. And so we piled into our three-wheeler, and the pastor and his family and several of the church members piled into our car, and we began to drive together out to this neighboring district. What was being told to us as 40 kilometers ended up being 140 kilometers, and took about six hours of our day to visit with these people. We'd first started on paved road, which was really pleasant, once we got to the end, uh, nearly to the provincial border, we then turned off onto a dirt road. The car did fine, but the three-wheeler had a challenging time going over the different bumps and ruts, 
and hills that stood before us. Uh, but once we were able to get over them and through them and around them, we got into the village and were greeted with friendly smiles of people of this little community. So they invited us into the house, and after we sat down, pretty soon the house started to fill with villagers. Once the house was full, people stood on the steps, all peering around, trying to see who these foreigners were. And once we were all settled, the pastor started to introduce us and to speak to the people and ask them, well, how is your community doing? What crops do you grow? And how are things going? And the village leaders just shared with us how things were in their, their communities. And we were both pretty comfortable in Basak, and we were beginning to become very comfortable in Khmer, which is the predominant language of the people there. However, we noticed that they were speaking to each other in a dialect that we couldn't quite understand. And even though the sounds were similar, to both the Basak and the combined languages, the words seemed quite a bit different than what we were used to. The pastor then pulled together a couple of the community members and asked them to share with us from their own language some different things. And that's when we found out that this community was not a Kamai community, but was actually a Gui community. And the Gui people don't actually speak Kamai, they speak a more ancient language that the Kamai people believe is a language that predates theirs. And so we began to listen to the formal greetings being spilled out to us in the Gui language. And it amazed us because here's this community of Gui people who've never had the opportunity to learn of Christ except through one Adventist pastor and a church member who attended our church, our little church in Slung Thang City. After getting home, we decided to look up more about the Gui people. And there's a website that was dedicated to the different people groups and how much opportunity they've had to learn about Christ. And it's called joshuaproject.net. And so we looked up the Gui people and found their profile to be interesting. It told us as an introduction that the early inhabitants of the area, the Gui did not have an advanced civilization like the Khmer. Most likely, they predate the Khmer. Khmer people include them in the name Kamien Boran, which means ancient Cambodians. In the past, they had a reputation as iron ore smelters and blacksmiths, but those skills seem to have been lost. Today, Gui people are found mostly in northeastern Thailand, but also in Laos and in significant numbers in Cambodia. They live primarily in the north-central part of the country, in Prevahir and Kampung Tom provinces. Their villages are mostly in remote areas interspersed with Khmer villages, though some have moved their villages close to the main roads in recent years. In appearance, Gui do not differ from the Khmer. They do have their own unwritten language. One folk tells us that the village elders originally wrote their language on a pigskin, but then the dogs ate it, so the writing system was lost. Gui is in the Mon Khmer language group, and there are several dialects. Two main dialects have been identified in Cambodia with a relatively high degree of mutual intelligibility. Most Kui people also speak Khmer, and in some places they are losing their own language. Stay tuned, folks, as our story unfolds with the Campbells. It was really neat as we were sitting in the, the little hut, the pastor and 
our church member started talking and the church member pointed, oh yeah, he likes to speak in GUI. Let's let's have a translation going on here. And so regional our pastor. regional church pastor, he said, I'm going to translate from English to Khmer. And then he turned, you translate from Khmer to GUI. And you speak in GUI. And Robert, you speak in English. And so they wanted to just have fun playing with languages and seeing how they can translate things multiple ways. And so they did their formal greetings and had... It was actually kind of funny the way they did it, but they were just having fun playing with the language and talking together. Our kids really enjoyed greeting the people. They were just very, very friendly. As we talked with them, it became very clear that they would love it if we could just come back and visit some more. They didn't have a lot of interaction with foreigners. They rarely had foreigners visit their town. I don't know when the last time they ever had a foreigner come through their town was. They were just so excited to, to see us. And we realized we would love to help this this group. They're quite unreached. There's not work being done in this village, yes. In other villages, there are people working among the Gui people. However, not in this village. But our focus has been on the Bisak, and if we spread ourselves too thin, we won't be able to actually focus on what needs to be done among any of the groups. So our goal is to help our church member who has a family member who lives in this village. We can help the church member learn how to do more intentional evangelism to reach this group. Then this group can be reached and we can work with the one person to teach them how to do it and the work can spread faster. The church member had set me down and actually talked to me about the needs of this community. They live so far from hospital care, so far from church. They're very much an isolated community. They're living out far away from the road, far away from civilization, it seems. And yet, they want to know about Christ. They want to know about the truth. And so here we have this golden opportunity to do it. But we ourselves know that instead of doing it ourselves, it would be best if we could work with the local people and have them share the gospel with this people group. Before we left, the pastor, the regional pastor, was very excited that he could hand something very special to this community leader. He opened a small bag and out came a small SD card with about 8 gigabytes of memory on it. And in this 8 gigabytes of storage were included all kinds of Bible stories the Bible itself, and various different lessons that he could listen to about health and about salvation and all these different things that are all geared to point him to Christ so that this community can begin to learn about Jesus. They can begin to learn about the hope of salvation. They can learn that there's more to life than just being a subsistence farmer in the middle of nowhere and that the GUI community can have meaning in an ever-changing world where they feel like their language is being lost, where they feel like so much is changing around them, and their young people are leaving these villages to go find better work in more populated areas. As we were driving away from the village, we realized that this was a great opportunity to be able to share the gospel with these people. These people don't have access to the same things we do. They can't go down the street and there's a church. In fact, for them to get to even a simple clinic, a very, very basic clinic. It's 20 kilometers. And if they want to go to a really a much better equipped hospital, it's more like 60 kilometers. 
It's a very long distance for them. There are no Adventist churches in the area. How are they going to learn the truth except with these opportunities that were given and the opportunities to share these SD cards and various players and also to be able to connect with the people and to help our lay members realize that they too can have a significant influence on the people there. By doing these things and in prayer, we believe that God will work mightily in this community to build up a church that can be an influence to all the members of the GUI community, as well as to continue to work among the Basak of Cambodia. It's not only us that have this opportunity to be a part of something greater than us. You too have a part that you can play. If you visit afmonline.org, you can find out about various different mission opportunities that you might be called to serve. You can find out about long-term and short-term service that you can be involved in, whether it's your church, whether it's yourself, whether it's your own children. Who knows? God may be calling you to step out and reach the GUI people of Cambodia. If you'd like to find out more about what we're doing among the Basak of Cambodia, you can find us on the afmonline.org's missionary list under Robert and Jeff the Campbell. There you can contact us and sign up for our newsletter. You can find out more about the people we work among. You can also pray for us. Every day, your prayers are being answered. People's lives are being changed. Unreached people are learning more and more about Jesus every day. And your prayers are part of what makes that happen. Any prayer partner who joins us in prayer is an added blessing to our project. It's someone who we feel like is a team member on our huge global team of people who are helping us to get this work done. You too can be a part of our project. Just go online to afmonline.org and click on the missionaries link to find us in the listing. There, you can hit the give link and can give what God impresses on your heart to help us to be able to reach the Basak of Cambodia. Thank you. Thanks for listening, friends. See you soon. God bless.